state's number one motorsports talk show today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners recognized by the eastern motorsports press association as one of the top racing shows in the eastern united states here's wrapping on racing all right fans good evening and welcome to wrapping on racing august 3 2020 Joining me now is co-host Dave Oliveri. Dave, how are you? Don, I'm doing great. We had some, a great uh, Friday of activity. Unfortunately, uh, most of the tracks in, in the area succumbed to not corona this time, but to weather. That's one of the first times since we got racing underway. So I know our fans are a little bit disappointed, but I, like you said, uh, we had a great Friday evening at Lernerville Speedway. Our guests tonight include winner Kyle Lucon, asphalt late model driver Mike Sweeney, Jake Valisak, the driver of the number 121, and Carson Huckfire, the number 14 late model, who has a preview of his efforts to come up for the Masters. Don, we have victory lane interviews with A.J. Flick and Michael Norris. We want to welcome Tiffany McElhaas from Plumborough to the Rappin' on Racing family. You know, Dave, uh, I didn't have space for it last week, but uh, your trip to Hummingbird for Louie's birthday, some of your thoughts on that I'd like you to share with the listeners. Don, it, it, it's always a pleasure to make the trip up to Hummingbird. This would have been my third trip this year. You, yourself and Robert Johnson accompanied me up. And for Louie's 92nd birthday, we kind of put the wool over his eyes and he didn't anticipate it it was a great evening and the thing that i take from it you know myself and the times that you've met louie but the fans that are there every week at hummingbird speedway they show so much love and admiration for this man and the amazing part of it is you know for our listeners when i say he's 92 
He is like a very spry 92. He's like an energizer bunny who doesn't stop on. That was my description. That was I. That's what I was thinking. Always enjoy going up there. Uh, he lets us sit up in the uh, that little uh, building they have at the top of the hill. Some real nice folks were there uh, when we visited, and just a nice place to go. I want to remind the folks, if you miss any of Monday's program, you can go to RappinOnRacing.com, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days in the year. As always, I'd like to thank our marketing partners, Alternative Power Sources, Number 1, Cochrane Automotive, Dirt Monthly Magazine, Jennerstown Speedway, along with Lernerville Speedway, Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, RPS Financial Solutions, Speedway Directory, and Toma Meat Market. And we want to thank our reporters. I'll start with my co-host, Dave Oliveri, also Lenny Baticki, Howie Bayless, Bill Korch, Mike Lisikoski, and Jim Zufall. And special thanks to our senior engineers and our technical advisors, Bill Korch, Ted Lusick, Aaron Zufall, and Gary Scott, along with Bob Miller, our multimedia data collection facilitator. This is the Bank of Bob Thought for August 3rd. You know you're getting crotchety when you have your patients tested and the results come back negative. Racers, race fans, or campers, are you looking for power on demand and excellent service? Then see our friends at Alternative Power Sources. Alternative Power Sources offers a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects from sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania, has proudly served homeowners and businesses in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia since 1995. Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include Blue Star, Noller, Asco, Yamaha, Powertech, and Southeast Power Products. The sales force at Alternative Power Sources has over 60 years' experience in the generator field, providing you with the best resources to design the generator package that meets your needs and specifications and to supply the top-of-the-line specified products. If power on demand and excellent service are important to you, then call Alternative Power Sources at 1-800-894-4455. Number One Cochrane Automotive began as a small Pontiac dealership in 1965 and quickly became the number one name in Western Pennsylvania automotive sales and service. Today, Number One Cochrane Automotive ranks among the top private dealer groups in the nation with 22 new car dealerships with locations in Allegheny Valley, Butler County, Greensburg, Monroeville, North Hills, Robinson, the South Hills, Irwin, and Zelenopoul. Number One Cochrane can serve the transportation needs of Western Pennsylvania customers unlike any other retailer. The acquisition of Chevrolet, Toyota, and Nissan boosts Number One Cochrane's new vehicle operations to 22 dealerships, representing a great selection of domestic and imported brands. Their mission? Treat customers like honored guests while delivering unparalleled value and selection. That was the goal of founder Bob Cochrane when he opened the doors more than 50 years ago. And it's still their goal today. For additional information on number one Cochrane sales and service, go to Cochrane.com. No one covers motorsports like Rapid on Racing. For nearly 40 years, Rapid on Racing has provided the best in motorsports information with knowledgeable and veteran reporters 
who cover all forms of racing. Weekly reports include local dirt and asphalt racing from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, plus the All-Stars, IndyCar, IHRA, Lucas Oil Late Models, NASCAR, NHRA, Rush, USAC, and the World of Outlaws. Listeners get the latest breaking motorsports news. The show features special guests, local track reports, driver interviews, and listeners' emails. The host of Rapid on Racing is Don Gamble, a former driver and track promoter. Don brings a wealth of racing knowledge to the program every week. Quite frankly, there's no other program like it on the air today. Rapid on Racing. Why not be a part of the weekly action? And now more Rapid on Racing with your hosts, Don Gamble and Mike Lusikowski. fans joining us now mike lisikowski from jennerstown speedway mike good evening uh how hey, are good you good evening don uh, we're gonna have to start this week's report with uh the bad news before we move into the good news and that bad news is that uh yet again mother nature was victorious at the jennerstown speedway complex on saturday night and uh, not only does that cancel a five division racing program but it also postpones two elements that are unique to this past Saturday night, uh, one of those being the fireworks display. That uh, uh, There hasn't been a fireworks display, actually, in the last few years at Jennerstown Speedway, so that's uh, something kind of new to the fans and the residents of the community who, uh, you know, let's say there's, a, there's somebody that lives uh, diagonally from the racetrack off the back straightaway there that maybe isn't a race fan. Well, they can set the lawn chairs up and at least enjoy a, a fireworks display uh, when that is rescheduled, and it will be. Uh, but more important to the listeners of this show, the 2020 Hall of Fame induction ceremony that I was so excited to talk about uh, in last week's report, uh, that will be rescheduled. So we lost the five-division racing program, but the, uh, the two special elements of this past Saturday night will be rescheduled at a date to be determined later. And part of the reason that that date has to be determined later is because everyone at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex is extremely busy focusing on the biggest event of the season, and perhaps one of the most talked-about asphalt races in America coming up this weekend. For two days, the third annual Motor Mountain Masters event kicks off on Friday night with an open practice session from 5.30 to 9 p.m. There will be continuous practice sessions for the competitors. There will be a cornhole tournament at Racers Pub on the Jennerstown Midway. And after the practice session, a live band will perform at Racers Pub. So uh, that party often goes on much, much later than the 9 p.m. conclusion of practice. And best of all, it's free admission to the grandstands for all of that activity. So the fans can come out on Friday evening and check out the competitors that have towed in from the south, from the Midwest, from the New England states. 
they can get an idea of some of the competitors that will be in action on Saturday night. And once again, with free admission, you got a cornhole tournament, the bar will be open, and a terrific band will be playing live uh, on Friday evening to kick off the third annual Masters weekend. And then on Saturday, the race itself. And when I say one of the most talked about, uh, last year being the second annual, uh, the car count increased so dramatically, not only in quantity, but in quality from that first Masters event. And, of course, that was also in tune with the purse nearly doubling as well, so you'd probably expect that. But the $10,000 to win, 150-lap event, has drawn the interest of top-notch competitors from all over the country. On the entry list, Eddie Van Meter, the longtime veteran and car builder from Indianapolis, Indiana, will be coming to Jennerstown Speedway for that event. Bobby Grubaugh, another longtime veteran, uh, who raced at the Columbus Speedway, the Kill Care Raceway, the Shady Bowl Speedway. Uh, he'll be coming in for this event. Jarek Johnson and uh, a team from North Carolina who uh, they race for the right reasons and they race the right way. Uh, they are always a competitor at the Florida Speed Weeks at New Smyrna and do a great job in February. The way that team promotes itself and the mission of that team, uh, they are uh, sponsored by POWs. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a great opportunity to, to visit with that team if you come out on Friday or Saturday. Make sure you talk to Jarek Johnson. They are no strangers to Jennerstown Speedway. He's competed in this event both previous editions. Uh, a, top-notch, a top-notch competitor who is always a threat to win, but more importantly, a, a team and a driver that uh, you need to speak to because especially with everything that's going on in our world right now, uh, that team does things for the right reason, and I'm really thrilled that they have filed an entry to return. Uh, J.P. Crabtree from Muncie, Indiana, he's a second-generation driver, uh, cut his teeth in the, uh, in the late model ranks at Winchester, Salem, and then went out and did some touring series races. So he's been to Jennerstown Speedway before with the Super Cup stock car series, now bringing the super late model with him. Uh, Brian Campbell, the Michigan superstar, and this is interesting, Campbell came in back in July for the touring series event that was held at Jennerstown, had mechanical problems, loaded up and went home. One of the biggest stars in Midwest racing, Campbell's father, Fast Freddie Campbell, drove the Port City Racing house car four or five times each year at Jennerstown Speedway in the special events back in the 1990s. So it's great to see Brian and the legion of fans that he brings from the Midwest coming to Jennerstown Speedway. Something that just took place recently, Glenn Galt Jr. will be the hired driver for a Pennsylvania-based racing team. He will make his first start at Jennerstown in several seasons. Now, Galt Jr. traveled with the old Mara series and was very strong at Jennerstown. Of course, he began his career at Jennerstown in the legacy cars when his father was still winning championships at Motordrome in Jennerstown. But Galt was the leading winner in the last era of the Motordrome Speedway by percentage. And when I say by percentage, he didn't race every week, but he came to Motordrome three, four races in a row undefeated for multiple seasons. So it'll be, it'll be great to see Galt back behind the wheel of a car. Their family business has grown extensively, and that's kept him pretty much out of the cockpit except for two or three races a year the last couple of seasons. So great to see Galt returning. Josh Brock from Corbin, Kentucky. There is no driver who is more desperate to park in Stoney's Victory Lane at Jennerstown than Brock. He has come close a couple of times. 
He's led laps repeatedly at Jennerstown Speedway, and in only making a visit or two each year, he has fallen in love with not only the racetrack but the staff and has good friends on staff at the Jennerstown Speedway, really wants to find victory lane, and he's capable of it because he's a former Touring Series champion. Kale Gale from Winston-Salem, North Carolina, he will be in driving the Mark Smith number 44 machine. He already has a win in weekly competition this season, as does the driver of the car number 33, the points leader at the beginning of the season, Albert Francis from Painesville, Ohio. He is the only repeat winner in weekly competition. He has filed an entry, of course, for this event. And because he has so many laps on this speedway and has so much experience in longer-distance races, he has to come in as one of the favorites. Now, it's interesting that we're in the third annual Masters event. First one was won by a local driver. Barry Audie defeated Josh Brock and others in that inaugural running. So one of these events has gone to a local. Last year, the event was won by an outside driver. So with two in the record books, it's going to be interesting to see who breaks the tie. Keep in mind that Barry Audie is shockingly win point in 2020. Keep in mind that with Albert Francis being now considered a weekly competitor, he has two victories. Gary Wiltrout has a win, and Wiltrout is no stranger to special events as well. He has won extra distance events both at Motordrome and at Jennerstown in his career. So obviously the local drivers like Teddy Gabala, who's gotten his program back on course after he struggled just a couple of times early this season, the defending champion. Now two other names to watch who are coming in for the event. Sam Fallone is expected to make the trip down from New York. Fallone was a winner at Motordrome Speedway, a dominant winner at Lake Erie Speedway, a dominant winner at the Holland Speedway, his home racetrack. He has spent some time doing some modified racing as well, but he is expected to bring a late model for this event. And Travis Braden, perhaps the most famous name entered in the Masters this season. He has won in the ARCA Supercar Series. He has competed in the NASCAR Truck Series. He has competed in the Xfinity Series. He has competed all over the country. He has won races from the Snowball Derby in, in Florida all the way through the Midwest, all up into the New England states. Travis Braden from Wheeling, West Virginia, will be making a start at Jennerstown this coming weekend for the Motor Mountain Masters. So let's take a look real quickly at the Saturday schedule. As we mentioned, that free admission practice session and party after the practice on Friday night. That all leads to Saturday. The pill draw will close at 3.30 and then at 5 p.m. time trials. Then the opening ceremonies, just as a standard Saturday night at about 5.55. So we will stick to our regular Saturday start time of 6 p.m. for heat races. The Martellus Pharmacies late models will compete in 10-lap heats, and the Stoystown Auto Wreckers Modifieds are on the card for Masters Weekend, as always. They will have eight-lap heat races. Then we'll have the B-Main, which will be a 15-lapper for the late models, then 30 laps for the Modifieds, and bringing to a close Masters Weekend is the 150-lap Masters event at the Jennerstown Speedway this Saturday. Don, it's, uh, it, it's great to see Jennerstown Speedway back on the map in the national late model scene. You know, the track was closed for several seasons, but in the Stan Lasky era of Jennerstown Speedway, the Piney Lasky era, but going back to those years of the 1990s and into the early 2000s, the ASA series, nationally televised, having a couple of races there a year. 
the largest one-day paying late model race in history occurred at the Jennerstown Speedway back in 1994 when Tim the Iceman Ice picked up a $20,000 paycheck for a one-day event. The Iceman Series, named after Tim Ice, made repeated stops at Jennerstown Speedway. The main event series made a stop at Jennerstown Speedway. So the All-Pro Series of NASCAR made a stop at Jennerstown. So for so many seasons when I was growing up, the late model conversations across the country contained Jennerstown Speedway. And now, thanks to all the hard work of Billy Rebar and so much hard work from Mike Ballardi, uh, you know, he's the pit steward, and you say, well, hey, you know, that guy obviously has a role in the Masters when it occurs. But for months and months and months, Mike Ballardi has personally reached out to late model racing teams from all over the country using every communication method possible, and he is a big reason why the entry list is what it is. So when you've got Billy Rebar creating a national scope event and Mike Ballardi roping in race teams from all over the country, the end result is what happens this Saturday, one of the most talked about events since the schedule was released in the wintertime, the third annual Masters. Mike, I can't wait. It sounds so exciting. I'm really looking forward to it. I want to thank you for being with us tonight. Is there anything else we need to discuss? I think that pretty much covers the entire situation. And, uh, man, you're right. The, the, uh, the anticipation has been building for so many months that it, it's palpable in the air. And you can tell that Western Pennsylvania is going to be the focus of the national short track racing world for this coming weekend. I thank you. You have a nice evening. Same to you, Don. Mark your calendar for the third annual Motor Mountain Masters Weekend, featuring a 150-lap late-model crown jewel event, paying $10,000 to win on Saturday, August 8th at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Friday, August 7th is practice night, then one of the most anticipated asphalt races in America at the Jennerstown Speedway. Saturday, August 8th, the Masters. The 39th edition of the National Speedway Directory Book has info on over 1,200 racing facilities. Detailed information with addresses, exact directions, phone numbers, websites, nights of operation, and types of racing are included in this handy paperback book. There are also listings for sanctions, publications, museums, and schedules. The National Speedway Directory is essential in planning vacations and race outings in advance. The fourth edition of the History of America Speedways has updated information on over 9,000 auto racing facilities that have existed since the dawn of the automobile. There is data on the town they were located, various names, sizes of each track, and years operated. This hardcover book covers oval tracks, road courses, and drag strips, and has photos spread throughout. For more information on these two must-have books, call 847-853-0294 or order online at speedwaysonline.com. All right, fans, our next guest is Mike Sweeney, the driver of late model number 11. Mike, I appreciate you being with us tonight. I think you're going to be one of the favorites for the big race at Jennerstown. Now, you've been there on a couple. How many times have you been to Jennerstown? I've actually only been there twice. We ran the Masters um, last year and then um, the CRA event this year. But... You know, based on your credentials, I think you're in a pretty good place. Uh, two-time track champion at Evergreen, 08 and 09, and two-time champion at Mahoning Valley uh, in 16 and 17. Now, 
uh, for the benefit of the fans, I want you to tell them what town you live in because I can't pronounce it. Yeah, it's Nesquahoning, Pennsylvania. Nesquahoning, Pennsylvania. And that is, uh, is that near New York? Um, no, we are about two hours above Philadelphia, um, right in um, like the foothills of the Poconos. We're, you know, Jim Thorpe area, um, you know, Blakesley, like Jack Frost ski area, Blue Mountain ski area. They're all real close to us. Okay. Uh, a little bit about your career. You know, uh, several awards uh, throughout your racing. We mentioned the four championship, uh, rookie of the year, best appearing car, hard charger, most popular driver, and the sportsmanship award. Let's take them one at a time. When was the rookie of the year? Um, we actually uh, won that in, oh, geez, we're going back here. Um because we, we ran a couple different divisions, so we actually had uh, a couple of them. We won't, you know, we ran factory stocks before we went late model racing. We actually ran factory stocks, then bumped up the street stocks, then bumped up the late models. You know, so we uh, we kicked it around for a while. But yeah, our first year in late models, I believe, was '04. How did you get in, involved in racing? A family member, a fan? How did that happen? Um, well, I kind of was a fan as a kid, but, uh, one of my best buddies in like elementary school, his dad had a, a dirt street stock and, um, just went to their garage one day after school and kind of fell in love with racing and, uh, was a crew member for a long time before we even, uh, strapped the helmet on. I understand 4th of July, you got wrecked in practice at Mahoning Valley and you still won the race. Uh, uh, what type of damage did you have? And apparently it didn't keep you out of victory lane. Yeah, that was last weekend, actually. Uh, we went down for an early practice session and we had a little bit of clutch problems. We had the transmission out and it was so hot, you know, it was just crazy. And uh, we went off for regular practice and got in a tangle with another driver and ended up hitting the wall, ripped the right front suspension right off and uh it was pretty much a mess and we put the car together the best we could we went out we won the heat race ended up going making some more adjustments and went back out again and um ended up winning the feature we came home ripped the car down did as much work as we could until like probably 2 30 in the morning come back 6 a.m start working again and we left by nine o'clock for evergreen speedway and um we ended up winning the feature there too so unfortunately the the car was pretty hurt uh we came home and after two wins and the car's down to almost a bare chassis and we ended up uh pulling the clip because the the front clip was bent and you still won two times. That's amazing. That's a tribute to the yeah. driver and the crew. And, you know, to get all this done, you, you have a pretty serious crew here. Uh, let's acknowledge who they are and what their responsibilities are on your team. Well, first off, my dad, I mean, we can't do it without him. He's like the glue that holds everything together around here. Um, and then uh, my two crew guys, I have Lance Malatak and uh, Pip Rarick, and, and them guys just work. They, they just do whatever needs to be done and whatever I ask, and they follow my suggestions, and, and just they just work. They just do whatever needs to be done, and they always just get it done. 
Well, I see on the information sheet that Sarah is a baker. Now, is that a baker by trade or a baker at the races? Uh, yeah, she usually just bakes on a Saturday morning for the races. That's about it. Um, she's actually uh, a nurse by trade or by uh, profession. So, yep. So she just bakes to have you know a little bit of little bit of relief. Her and Harper, my daughter, my four year old, actually uh, usually you know whip something up for the races on a on a Saturday morning. So she's actually also a, a pampered chef consultant so if anybody out there needs pepper chef stuff you know we can also hook you up with that now i see where your mom bernice is the cook so she uh takes care of the other uh goodies for the crew definitely every uh every week we usually have uh one or two crock pots going in the in the trailer we also have a, our own hot dog roller in the trailer so uh yeah we, we're usually uh definitely uh well fed Fans, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Mike Sweeney, the driver of Asphalt Late Model Number 11. You know, I've said it so many times, uh, the wife, the mom, the girlfriend, the sister, they're the ones that really kind of pull things together. And I know Dad keeps the crew in line, but as far as the entire operation, something as simple as making sure, and I know guys have done it, that you have your helmet in the trailer. I mean, I've seen guys come to the track, and uh, maybe the wife wasn't there that night. I forgot my helmet. i got to go back home and get it. So uh, you're pretty lucky to have all these people helping you. And speaking of help, uh, who helps pay the bills? Um, well, we have um, lots of good sponsors. Um, we have Kovach Incorporated, a local dealership here. Um, they do everything from cars to ATVs and um, they're just, you know, continuing to grow in the ATV market, like, unbelievably. Um, B&F General Machine, um, Bob Faust helps me out a ton. He's such a great sponsor. Um, Radoka Excavating helps us out. Um, they're actually the ones, uh, Mike Radoka was actually the gentleman that had the dirt street stock that I originally started to help back in the day, and now he's one of my sponsors. We have uh, Criturek Automotive. I know them guys a long time, actually worked there in high school a little bit, doing some wrenching for them. And, you know, again, anything I ever need, just give them a call. Whether the pickup truck broke down, they'll have one right here for me to tow to the races if I have to. Uh, and they're just, you know, awesome to me. Um, Winks Wood Barn is, uh, is a good sponsor for us. They, uh, they really help out. They're a local primitive shop here. A lot of, uh, you know, our sponsorship money we get from them. It's funny because I think Sarah spends triple at there at their store. So <laughs> decorating our house. Yeah. So, um, Jones Racing Products definitely would not be here without CJ Jones and all his help. Um, you know, Ford Racing, they're, they're, you know, great motors in, in the Ford Crate program. You know, so we're, we're pretty fortunate. We have a, have a lot of help. What type of chassis do you run? We run a Port City chassis. That's the hot setup. That seems to be the most popular at Jennerstown. How far is Nesquahoning, Pennsylvania from Jennerstown? We tow about four hours to get there. That's a tribute to you and your team. It's also, uh, it tells me that Billy Rebar and the, and the management team at Jennerstown are doing such a nice job to draw in travelers from 
some pretty far away places. And I know that uh, generally when they come down, they fall in love with the place. Now, you can't be there all the time, but it's nice you can be there for the big events. And the Masters, third year for it, wow, this is going to get bigger and bigger. It's just going to be their premier event every year. I'll tell you what, Billy and his staff, I mean, not not to take anything away from Mahoning Valley or Evergreen around here, but um, definitely A-plus facility, A-plus, uh, you know, promotion, everything, hands down, uh, I mean, just awesome people to work with. Um, we actually became friends with Billy a little bit here, and and just because of how nice he was and how he called about coming out to the Masters last year, and we just fell in love with the place, like you said. And, you know, we kind of thought, well, maybe it was just us, you know, that it was something new for us. And But everybody that you hear walk into that place, they don't have a bad thing to say, you know. Yeah. I mean, the locals there are lucky to have a, a facility that is run like that. Um, it, it's just, you can't say enough good things about the people out there, you know, Billy and the entire the entire ownership staff and everybody that works there. It's just, it's just so unbelievable. Well, Mike Sweeney, we're coming up on a commercial break. Uh, is there anything you'd like to add? Anything we missed? No, I don't think so. I, uh, like I said, I hope we have a good weekend. We're, uh, we're thrashing to get the car ready for next week for the masters. And, uh, you know, we're not always, uh, the fastest out there since, you know, we only been out there twice, but, you know, we're going to, we're going to give it hell and we don't quit. So we're going to, we're going to go for it all. Well, Mike Sweeney, I want to wish you good luck. I thank you for being with us tonight. All right. Thank you. Mark your calendar for the third annual Motor Mountain Masters Weekend, featuring a 150-lap late-model crown jewel event, paying $10,000 to win on Saturday, August 8th at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Friday, August 7th is practice night, then one of the most anticipated asphalt races in America at the Jennerstown Speedway. Saturday, August 8th, the Masters. Every Saturday at 6 p.m., Jennerstown Speedway presents five division racing. See the Martellas Pharmacies Late Models, Stoystown Auto Wreckers Modifieds, Ron's Collision Center Street Stocks, Farmers Union Co-op Chargers, and the Somerset Trust Company Fast and Furious Four Cylinders. All five divisions in action on the paved half mile every Saturday night. Gates open at 4 p.m., racing at 6 p.m. For a complete listing of events, including dates of the monthly Enduro Series, visit Jennerstown.org. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinner Bell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724 724- 352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. 
Thanks for tuning in to Rapping on Racing. I'm Lenny Baticki. Coming up next, a recording we did for PRN's At the Track. Check it out. Welcome back to PRN's At the Track. Joining us now on the ProFabrication.com hotline. Just came off of a big win in Anderson Speedway in Indiana. Carson Hosevar winning the Red Bud and now getting ready for the Motor Mountain Masters at Jennerstown Speedway in Pennsylvania on, on August 8th. A huge race going to be available as a free purview by RackHunter.com and presented on PitRow.tv. So everybody will be able to watch and Carson, let's start chatting uh, first off about winning the Red Bud, that high-banked uh, short track there right outside of uh, Indianapolis in Anderson, Indiana. How big of a win was that in your racing career? Uh, it was huge. Um, you know, being able to jump in the 71, um, you know, I watched that that Lisa Thomas 71 card growing up. So to be able to, to get the call to come fill in for Johnny after – um, you know, he won the race last year and be able to come in and, and fill in and know I'm going to have such a, you know, a, a really good race car and a really good, um, you know, group of guys working on it was really cool for me. And then to be able to kind of dominate the thing in, in such a way, you know, we qualified second and then I think we led about 240 laps and, um, you know, picked up my first ever crown jewel. So that was, um, you know, that was huge for me and huge for confidence and just, huge for just everybody involved. Carson Hosevar from Michigan on the profabrication.com hotline chatting about his win at Anderson Speedway in the Red Bud just a couple of weeks ago and now turning our attention towards the August 8th Motor Mountain Masters presented by Rack Hunter Camo on pitroad.tv a free purview. Everybody will be able to see this uh this big showdown there 10,000 to win. And I know you got a crown jewel, but you might get a red jacket. That's what they give the uh, winner of this thing. It'll be the third year in a row. And uh, what do you know about the track at Jennerstown? Uh, have you seen any of the videos? Uh, have you ever been there? Uh, I've never been there. Um, you know, I watched the, uh, I think it was the CRA race uh, when they had the pro and super there. I was watching that. And, um, you know, Bush Van Doren with Van Doren was down there with, you know, Albert Francis, I think. So kind of had some you know, I talked to him a bit about it even before we even thought about coming there. And, uh, you know, I was kind of bummed that I didn't come down there uh, the first time. So to be able to come down here for their big pro late mall race and hopefully get a red jacket, I didn't even know that. So, um, so no, I'm, I'm excited. The track looks awesome. Um, You know, I got some notes there already, uh, just kind of just hearing things and hearing what you got to do. But you know, just going in there real fresh and just going to have to learn right out of the gate. Carson Hosevar on the ProFabrication.com hotline. Speaking of ProFabrication, headers, exhaust, and all the parts and pieces that go with it, just a click of a mouse away at ProFabrication.com. You mentioned Albert Francis. He's got a couple of wins, one of the, the heavies this year there at Jennerstown. Teddy Gabala, Josh Brock probably going to be there, Devin O'Connell from up in the Northeast, the original winner, Barry Audie. All those guys have raced and have big resumes, but very few of them have ever come in contact with you, nor you them. I, I understand drivers like to have a book on the guys they race. How are you going to be able to gather up enough information to be door-to-door with all these guys? What does it take for you to just jump into this kind of thing at Motor Mountain Masters on August 8th and go out there and wheel it for everything you can? Uh, I'm not really sure. I'll let you know about last 70. So, um, <laughs> But no, I think um, you, know, you kind of get a grasp of, of, of the racetrack. I feel like it's going to be more of, you know, just fighting myself and fighting the racetrack. 
um, you know, I'm just going to really have to take care uh, of my car and just learn right out, right out of the trailer, right out of the gate, um, and just try to get up to speed as quickly as possible so we can um, start working on the car instead of just me start working on my line. So, uh, you know, I think that's going to be the biggest challenge for me. Um, you know, we can't test or do anything. So, um, you know, it's going to be strictly race weekend before I see the racetrack. So, uh, you know, in person. So that's going to be the, you know, the biggest challenge compared to just racing other cars. So Carson Hosevar on the profabrication.com hotline. August 8th, he'll be at Jennerstown Speedway for the Motor Mountain Masters, presented by Rack Hunter Camo on pitrow.tv, a free purview. We'll get to see him battling with all those that I mentioned and many more still filing entries as we speak. What are, what are though, Carson, you know, maybe one or two things, if you were talking to a young driver trying to get in and learn the craft, like uh, back when you were running Eastern Midgets and trying to get into late models, what are, what are a couple of things that when you go to a new track like you're going to here at Jennerstown that you check off the list early so that you, you know that's where this or that needs to be to make your car and you comfortable in the event? It's really coming before you get to the racetrack. Um, you you got to have a visual uh, mind uh, mindset of what you got to do and what, what you've seen. Um, you know, because you can't really expect to get yourself perfect every single time, you know, the first lap out. So to be able to just have, uh, you know, video and just have some sort of idea on what guys do on the regular there. And, um, you know, something I do different than a lot of people, uh, when I do get to the racetrack is I kind of overdrive, uh, you know, a good bit and just slow myself down if need be, uh, instead of just trying to work my way up to speed. Um, so I think that helps out. Um, that's different than a lot of people. Um, you know, obviously everybody's a little different behind the wheel, but that's something different I do for sure. Wow. You drivers sure, sure are different. I, I, when I go to a track, I want to find out where is the best refreshment stand so I can get in and get the food I want. <laughs> but, uh, I get it with, uh, what Carson is talking about. The winner of the red bud certainly knows how to get around racetracks better than I do. You can check him out August 8th on pitrow.tv for the Motor Mountain Masters from Jennerstown, presented by Rack Hunter Camo. It's a free purview. How big would getting that red jacket feel to the crown jewel that, uh, you know, to go along with the crown jewel that you had at the Red Bud? Oh, it'd be awesome. You know, every every crown jewel, uh, you know, is, is, is real special in its own way. And to be able to click off another one uh, and, and continue our little hot streak we got going so far would be huge for just everybody around, um, you know, Zach Dunstan, Butch Van Doren, um, you know, it'd be a big winter Van Doren race cars for sure. So to be able to click off another crown jewel, uh, you know, and pretty much go two for two, uh, on our crown jewel, jewel races so far this year would be, uh, you know, real, real special. Thanks for joining us, Carson. Tune him in on pitrow.tv, Saturday, August 8th, presented by Rack Hunter Camel, the Motor Mountain Masters from Jenner Sound. We'll be right back. This portion of today's program is brought to you by Alternative Power Sources. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them, 
and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. Lernerville Speedway is the action track, with racing every Friday night from April to October. Thousands of loyal fans flock to Don Martin's Lernerville Speedway in Sarver, PA. The excitement of watching drivers and their machines compete on a super-fast dirt track is exhilarating and habit-forming. Weekly shows include 410 Sprint Cars, Super Late Models, Big Block Modifieds, and Pro Stocks. Special events feature the World of Outlaw Sprints, the Don Martin Memorial Silver Cup, the World of Outlaws Late Model Firecracker 100, Steel City Stampede Modified Tour, Enduros, Kids Bike Races, Demo Derbies, and Bus Races. Make your plans to visit the action track on Friday nights. Gates open at 5 with racing at 7.30. Lernerville Speedway! Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and JWC, JWCA are unaffiliated entities. This is Eric Westendorf, the voice of Lernerville Speedway. You're listening to Rapid On Race. All right, fans, Dave and I are going to cover the Lernerville Speedway. Uh, the Big E is on vacation, and Dave and I got big shoes to fill, but we're going to give it a shot. You know, some familiar faces graced Victory Lane on Friday night. The evening saw much of what has been the first part of the season so incredible to this point. With wheel-to-wheel action on a racy surface as there is on some feature finishes that weren't decided till the very end on the last lap. The Inner Nostalgia Night took center stage is a wide variety of amazingly restored race cars from the rich racing history of the region were on hand and behind the concourse. Fans and drivers made the most of this opportunity to see them up close and talk to the drivers that helped make history at the Lernerville Speedway. Some of these memories and pictures are going to be fan favorites for a long time with these vintage car drivers. Members of the Pittsburgh Circle Track Club and the Twin State Auto Racing Club were both on hand for the activities on Friday night. On the track, A.J. 
Slick was the class of the field on the 25-lap People's Natural Gas third car sprint car main event. Slick started fourth on the grid and made his way to lead within the first five laps and seemingly checked out on the field until a late race challenge from Cy Lynch, who worked his way forward throughout the main event. Cy Lynch, who worked his way forward throughout the main event and found Flick while in heavy chopping on lap 21. Lynch lost his grip coming out of turn four and onto the main straightaway, tagging the front wall and flipped. It's a pretty nasty flip, but he was okay. Meanwhile, Michael Norris made the return to victory lane in the late models and picked up right where he left off in terms of performance. Norris bolted to an early lead in the number 02 prepared by Todd Sorenza and went to work stretching out a near straightaway advantage over the rest of the field behind him. Colton Flitter was leading the pack of hungry lions, including Tyler Dietz, Will Thomas, Kenny Sheltonbrand, and Dillard Bossard until the finding a perfect opportunity late in the race to snooker Norris on a restart. Flutter made his way around Norris at the top of the speedway, but his lead would be brief as Norris seized an opportunity to throw a turn four slider, just barely clearing Flinter's nose in turn four to retake the lead. In a couple of laps, the leader secured his first action track victory of the season. And they were headed uh, Saturday for Port Royal, is that correct? That is correct. Both Colton and Michael were heading to Port Royal, along with A.J. Flick, one of our sprint car drivers. Rex King Jr. had been winless at Lernerville so far this year in three attempts, but had the right recipe working on a late race restart to take the win away from lightning-fast Garrett Crummer in the big block modifieds. John Mollick worked methodically through the pack from his ninth starting spot to take the final podium spot at the end of the 25 laps. Don, and in pro stock action, Chris Snyder stopped in for a visit and put on a familiar-looking show to delight the fans who stayed to watch the pro stock 20-lap main event. Snyder, who started seventh on the grid, made his way uh, past strong-running Noah Brunel for the lead on lap six, which he never relinquished, though Jason Fosnaugh was able to make his way forward and not stay too far off the bumper of Schneider's uh, number 55, but could not manage to get any closer to Schneider. It was funny. I had a chance to talk to Jason's uh, wife, Crystal, and she. Uh, we were talking about who was going to win. I said, I'm going to go with the 73. And she said, well, I like the 73, but I think Schneider's going to win this. Well, for the fans that aren't aware of it, Chris Schneider and Jason Fosnott have been friends since, I guess, junior high school. And uh, at one time, the top three cars were all SS chassis. It was Schneider, Fosnott, and Brunel. But what a good race. And I know the fans that are smart enough to stay till the end of the show, oftentimes the pro stocks put on an excellent race. They do. And, and you can throw the proverbial blanket over the top. Uh, five. I think Tyler Dietz last week winter finished sixth or seventh. And uh, since they've made the rule changes this past year with the open motors on, the competitiveness is, is just unbelievable. And some of the guys that you would have not seen the past few years with the you know the crate motor configuration with the open motors are there, but it, it's always got to be disheartening. It's, I'll use an analogy almost to like Carl. 
Kyle Larson, when that 55 shows up at any racetrack, you have a pretty good inkling that, you know, we're, we're going to see him at the end of the evening. And to my recollection, I think that might have been the first time that Chris was out in, in the pro stock this year. Excellent driver, excellent race. Dave, I thank you for your help, not only with the nostalgia, but with this report. Hopefully, Eric will be back in the air chair next week, and you have a nice evening. I, I look forward to it, and Don, you know, we got. I'll see you next Friday. We're in the pits in Lernerville Speedway after a Friday night of Fab Four racing, and join us is the winner of the 410 Sprints. AJ, your first win at Lernerville, consecutive ones now. Last Sunday you had one at Tri-City, and now you have one tonight at um, at Lernerville. You've had some frustrations over the, in this crazy season we've had. You've had fast cars, but sometimes when the horseshoe goes the wrong way, it, it just seems you've been caught up in everybody else's problems. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we've all been around racing forever. We know how that goes. Sometimes you got luck on your side, and there's a lot of times you don't. And that's where the saying came from, I, I'd rather be lucky than good any day. But, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think we've had really good race cars this year. I think we've been consistent. Uh, the three races that we've had at Lernerville here, we've had a car to win twice, and we got wrecked both times. So it's just the way it goes sometimes. I mean, we've still been able to salvage some decent finishes this year, and even at Tri-City, we had some really good race cars. Uh, we had a third up there, and then uh, we ended up having a DNF after the motor got hot when we went from, like, 12th to 4th and then picked up our win. So, I mean, I'd like to say the monkey's off our back, but you guys all know as well as I do that tomorrow comes another day, and all of a sudden that monkey could be back and something stupid could happen. So just ride this streak as long as we can, as well as we can, and as long as we're learning and picking up speed and making sure we're taking good notes, I think I think that creates more luck than anything. AJ, do you also think that the competition here locally has got, you know, last year there wasn't a strong field of cars here. Now, with the things that, you know, the Thompsons have done here at the track, there, there's probably, a, you know, a half a dozen to, you know, ten of cars if you can win any night. Yeah, I think those cars were still here last year, um, but the good positive thing is we have incorporated more sprint cars into the field. It's not just a 14-car field like it was last year. We do have a lot more people that are willing to support the Speedway, and it's led to bigger car counts. Uh, We're reaching lap traffic quicker, so that kind of helps add a different factor in, and you've still got the same cars that can win, and everybody's still learning as quickly as we'd like to think we are. But uh, it definitely adds a different dynamic when you start adding all the lap cars. And you can't just run an open air for 10, 15 laps and then catch the back of a 10-car field. You're catching lap traffic a lot quicker now. And uh, it changes how you have to drive and how you have to set your car up. You have to be much more maneuverable than you were last year. Tonight's surface is probably, other than maybe the all-star race, has been the, a surface that you've probably been more used to. There's some bite in it, and you know the first three races were just a little bit different. So do you think sometimes maybe the track conditions play a portion into what you're going through? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of people struggle on slick tracks, and um, that's more mechanic than it is driver. I've never been... Uh, I think I'm good on slick tracks. We just can't ever seem to get the car to hook up, and sometimes we can, sometimes we can't. And um, when it, when you get a track like this where it's on the edge and you've got bite around the bottom, I think that separates the drivers more uh, because a lot of people can have good cars if they're in the bite, but at the same time they have to be certain they hit their marks. If they're not hitting their marks, they're in the slick and losing time. So uh, you have to be more perfect. Um, I definitely appreciated the raciness of the speedway. I think the track crew did a great job tonight. You had the bottom there for most of the night and you had the top, so it didn't get single file. And uh, when we did hit the lap cars, it's like I was saying earlier, you had to be maneuverable enough to go either top or bottom depending on where the lap cars were. How important are these wins for your crew? I mean, you go out to Port Royal, and that's just a completely different uh, ball game out there, different car, 
larger track, but to win two in a row, you know, for your dad and your uncles and just the crew, because you don't have a big crew. And yeah, and the worst part is they're a bunch of older guys, and I love them to pieces, family and friends. Um, obviously, they know I can't pay them anything, but uh, we have a real good time. Um, we get along great. Uh, we're always at the track together. Um, we usually take these local winnings from this area, and it helps to fund our trips out to port and stuff. So uh, hopefully we can keep gaining speed out there, too. And I mean, the one good thing is we've all known we've had the potential to win races this year. We just knew that it was the luck that was holding us back. So uh, to finally get two in the same week out from under our belts, it kind of means a lot more to us. Um, and it does give us some confidence going into the big Port Royal Dream race tomorrow. Well, again, AJ, congratulations on the first win at Lernerville, two in a row, and best of luck tomorrow at Port. Thank you very much, Dave. Always good talking to you. We're in the pits at Lernerville Speedway after a Friday night of Fab Four racing, and join us is, is the late model feature winner, like Michael Norris. Michael Norris, we normally see you in the 72, but it's been known uh, through Facebook, and we know if it's on Facebook, it's got to be true, that you're going to split some time this year in the Todd Sorenzo out, too. You've, had, you've been running this car occasionally the last couple of years, and uh, what made you bring this car particularly tonight to Lernerville for, to shake it down for another race? Yeah, pretty much. We just uh, we kind of haven't had time to work on it, and uh, finally got it put back together, and uh, we kind of brought it over to shake it down for port tomorrow, and just this is a brand new motor in it, and uh, just has been sitting apart for a while. So figured come over here, and it's close to home, and nice night. So see what see what you'd do. I know in the past during the firecracker, it was always like was it a Ford motor or something? Is it still a Ford motor, or is it just something that you know you're getting used to now? Last year it was a Chevrolet. It was a Clemens Chevrolet, and now it's a. Uh, it's a Durham Ford, so it's it's the same package I run in my 72 car, but Gary and Jeff Henry do mine, but it's pretty much same platform, same cubic inch, um, feels very, very much familiar, you know, the Chevy was a very good piece, but definitely a little different drivability-wise, and this, this feels more at home. And speaking of home, you haven't been to Lernerville much this year, and this tonight's track was kind of what you've been accustomed to. It hasn't been that way the first few weeks, and it wasn't that way during the firecracker. How good is it, to, from, from your standpoint, to be able to, on a track that's racy, because you could run hot, pretty much anywhere tonight? Yeah, yeah. I kind of got the car a little twisted out of shape. I was definitely a tick on the tight side and really had to hustle it and chase the brown around, and then once the bottom and middle kind of burned off, I was married to the top, and made it pretty difficult to get around them lap cars and uh it just felt really good to win finally i feel like we've raced a bunch and we've been close and uh it just you know i was starting to get get a little worried there that you know the bad luck cloud was going to follow us well it's funny i, I just you know prior to this i just did an interview with aj flick and he's just been involved in some stuff that just strange stuff that happens yeah. and I mean, that's we all know that's part of yeah. racing and yeah. you know he finally got the monkey off his back last week at tri-city and now he's won two in a row so you got this and now your, your plans for tomorrow to, to, to head out to port royal i know you always run well there yeah we're looking forward to it now that we you know i feel like we got a pretty balanced piece and we were in the same boat i mean we had speed 
especially we had speed at some point throughout the night just at the wrong times you know the nights we were good in features you know running with lucas and world of outlaws you know the nights we had speed we started in the back and when we'd start up front we'd kind of step on ourselves and you know you can't if you're off by a minuscule amount against them guys you're, you're oh yeah it's a little bit different than running against hometown guys it's as they always say well you have a local advantage you get those guys are off their marks but tenths of a second lap after lap yeah it's it's just a whole nother level and i think that's enabled me to take my program to the next level you know when speed rubs off so anytime you get a chance to run with them guys we take advantage of it i think that's just gave us the results we've had this year you know we've we haven't really tore nothing up just like i said wrong place wrong time type stuff and uh We've been fortunate to race a lot, but uh, it just feels good to be back here. And you know, the the new tire rules kind of—it's not that much different, but it definitely, you know, it's not what we were expecting. You know, Russ King and I were talking earlier tonight. We figured we'd have been, you know, sub 15s in the heat race with you know open tires like this, and it just—it hasn't happened yet. They kind of give us a different feel, and we're still trying to tweak on that. Yeah, you were so used to that tire for the last three or four years under what you know Lernerville had through uh, you know the. Uh, I guess the world or world, world racing, racing yeah, yeah. And so, well, congratulations on the, your first one here in a long time, and uh, best of luck at Port Royal tomorrow. And I'm sure we'll see either the 72 or the 02 at a track somewhere the rest of the year. Yeah, I appreciate the time, and I got to thank Todd Serenzia again for you know letting me drive his hot rod and uh, rocket and Integra. Mark Richards has helped me a lot this year, and my dad. Um, my actual crew chief from the Boyer guys gave me some tips tonight. He's in town, so it's it's just been a good night. Everything just went our way, you know. Like you said earlier, got to ride the waves, and right now we're I'm hoping we're going up the other side. So we'll see what happens. It makes that three-hour drive to Port Royal a little bit more comforting tomorrow. Absolutely. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. This portion of today's program was brought to you by Alternative Power Sources. Adrenaline, cover to cover, three great magazines have become one excellent monthly racing publication, Dirt Monthly Magazine. You'll get more features, more pictures, and more short track racing action in a new, massive, more than 150-page Dirt Monthly Magazine. Combining the best of Dirt Late Model, Dirt Modified, and Flat Out Magazines to create a bigger and better full-color monthly magazine with exclusive sections for each type of dirt track racing into this one monthly publication. Dirt Monthly will also include a special Street Stock and Weekend Warrior section. Dirt Monthly is all things dirt track racing. Exclusive features, loads of full-color photos, driver interviews, tech articles, and big event recaps, all in the one more than 150-page full-color magazine. For more information, contact 3Wide Media at 888-806-4611 or 3WideMedia.com. The Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway schedule is jam-packed again for the 2020 season. Every Saturday night through October, you can enjoy five big divisions of racing action and so much more. Each action event features the Deal Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, the PPMS Pro Socks, the Keystone Coachworks Hobby Socks, the Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Add to that special appearances by the Rush Sportsman Modifieds, the Rush Wingless Sprints, the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, and the 410 Wing Sprints. The 2020 season wraps up on October 2nd and 3rd, with the 32nd annual Pittsburgher 100 featuring the stars and cars of the Lucas Oil Late Model Series. Gates open every Saturday at 5 p.m. with hot laps at 6 and green flag racing at 7. General admission just $15 for adults. Keep up to date with everything happening at Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway by following us on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway 
on Facebook. It's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. And as always, find all the information about PPMS at ppms.com. Racers, race fans, or campers, are you looking for power on demand and excellent service? Then see our friends at Alternative Power Sources. Alternative Power Sources offers a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects from sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania, has proudly served homeowners and businesses in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia since 1995. Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include Blue Star, Noller, Asco, Yamaha, Powertech, and Southeast Power Products. The sales force at Alternative Power Sources has over 60 years experience in the generator field, providing you with the best resources to design the generator package that meets your needs and specifications and to supply the top-of-the-line specified products. If power on demand and excellent service are important to you, then call Alternative Power Sources at 1-800-894-4455. This portion of today's program is brought to you by Number One Cochrane Automotive. And now more Rappin' on Racing with your hosts, Don Gamble and Jim Zufall. All right, fans, joining us now, the voice of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Jim Zufall. Jim, good evening. How are you? I'm well done. Let me start out by saying what a pleasure it always is to help you with the nostalgia night. That's one Friday. That's a Lernerville Friday I never miss. Uh, used to go there every week as much as I could, but you know, life gets in the way of that, And uh, and but that's one I don't miss. What a turnout. What a neat thing. And as I said on one of my social media streams, my highlight was watching Bob Axe get out of that uh, number 100 modified coupe that was built, I guess, in the 50s. You couldn't smack the smile off the guy's face. Uh, his buddy that was with him to help him build the car said he's not 82 anymore. He's 28. And, I mean, you look at the you, – you were there pretty much with me when, I went, when yeah. I went over and approached him. And, boy, Don, what a – you know, if that one moment is the only good thing that happened out of that, which it certainly wasn't, it, it was all worth it. Yeah, he's uh, he's going to be smiling for a long time. <laughs> yes, I asked him if he felt a little bit of uh, pressure to maybe hit the loud pedal a little harder and get some speed on the track. He said, "I thought about it." <laughs> that that was really fun. So anyway, that was Friday at Lernerville. Saturday looks like uh, rain won pretty much across the board, including at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. We got the call around noon or so, just decided it wasn't worth it. And uh, I was at a couple of stores in the evening with my wife, and we were somewhere. And I mean, I thought the roof was coming in. It was raining so hard. So everybody made a good decision scrapping their show on on. Uh, on Saturday, so we're going to look ahead. Let's start looking at uh, by looking at points uh, at PPMS. Obviously, an abbreviated season uh, so far. I think only four race nights we've been able to get in so far, and between the between the shutdowns from the county and rain and the the late start, it's kind of weird that we only have four shows in the books. But that's all we have. Um, and the Deal Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, our point leader right now, is uh, Johnny Mollick in the 60M car out of Toronto, Ohio. He leads the points. Uh, close behind him is last year's point leader, Ben Police. 
Christian Schneider comes in at third place right now. 64K of Keith Barber. He's driving the Catellus car. He's come in uh, fourth position right now with 330 points. And fifth is Billy Kessler. Uh, sixth through tenth in the points is DJ Nakudas, Brandon Lott, Michael Doritsky, Zach Kane, Nico DeBecco, and a tie with DeBecco and Jake Gunn at 249 points each. Uh, up in the pro stocks, Dave McManus, uh, champion a couple of times, uh, driving the Ben Laboon 114 car, is out in front with the points, but literally one point behind him, 377 to 378 points-wise. Ryan Moyer is right behind him. Uh, Nick Kachuba, Joe Anthony, Eric Petrowski leads, uh, rounds out the top five, and top ten is Bill Slade, A.J. Poljack, Chase Lambert, Mike Harris, and Jordan Perkins, a new car to PPMS. He's a Sharon regular, and uh, of course, everybody knows Sharon shut down, so a few of their pro stocks have come down and given us a try, so he sits in the top ten, even though he um, only started late with us. Probably the biggest, most exciting division besides the Rush Late Models is the Keystone Coachworks Hobby Stocks. This class continues to grow, and now it's really becoming a class full of competition for multiple-time champion Stephen Shelton. I told him, you got a couple of cars, and you look at the points, you can see this. He's got some cars in his rearview mirror that continue to get bigger every week in his mirror, even though they don't have mirrors, but, you know, that's the, that's the, the, the uh, comparison I use. I said, dude, you're not, you know, you're not winning by half a lap anymore. These folks are coming, and who is coming behind Stephen Shelton, who currently leads with 382 points, is Carly Kovacs, Kayla McManus, Cody Catellus, who is really coming on. Matt Bernard makes it your top five. <clears throat> ben Anton, Frank McGill, John Kane, Tom Anton, and Adam Faree make up your top ten in the Keystone Coach Works Hobby Stocks. The four cylinders, uh, pretty good crowd in the four cylinders this year since we changed the new sport compact rules. Uh, I'm not calling two and three car races anymore. Uh, you know, we got we're getting ten or twelve cars in that division, which is nice. Philip Bubeck, who's won uh, all but one or two of the ra- actually, I think he won three this year, and. Um, Bill Tennant has won the other one. Now, Tennant doesn't come around that often, but he won one. Bubeck is uh, pretty well out front with 386 points in the four cylinders. John Gill, Eric Reynolds in that number 53 Herbie the Love Bug car is in, uh, is in third position, actually a tie for second position with Gill. Kyle Janis, Tanya Charlier round out the top five. Bill Tennant, Jay Swagger. Susie Rudolph, Chad Brandt, and April Tennant round out your top ten there. And in the Young Guns, got a little news about the Young Guns as well. Uh, we've had four competitors in the Young Guns, and this is a place for, of course, everybody knows for the, the youngsters, the teenagers, to race in a four-cylinder car, no contact. Everybody knows those rules. If you know PPMS, Noah Bubeck, brother of Philip, uh, he is your leader right now. He's got a couple of... Uh, I think three wins already this year. Cameron Hollister, Cameron Lambert, and a brand-new car, Dylan Clip, out of Burgettstown. He is in fourth, and I understand that uh, uh, Emmy Laboon, Ben Laboon's daughter, just found out this morning on social media, looks like by the end of the season she is going to be yet another one of the young guns to come in. So she's just coming into age-wise, coming into that. Um, you know, where she can be a part of the Young Guns class. So it looks like we're going to add another one by the end of the season and certainly into next year. And, again, I mentioned Sharon Speedway. The Rush Sportsman Modified has sort of become the new home, or rather PPMS has become the new home for the Rush Sportsman Modifieds with Sharon, uh, you know, closed for the foreseeable future by either the county or the state government or whatever that happened up there. But we've been having the Rush Modifieds, and, 
it's basically been the Chaz Wolbert show. It's uh, four four appearances, four victories. Uh, really, really interesting victory last week. Kind of hotly contested both the before and after the checkered flag uh, with Garrett Crummer, but he did, Chaz Wolbert did pull off the win last week. Uh, he's got 400 points. That's a perfect score. Four for four. Cole Holden, Tony Tattenhurst, Aiden Cipriano, Chelsea Crickich is the top five. Garrett Crummer, as I mentioned, Kyle Martell, Jordan Ehrenberg, David Kalb Jr., and Jessica Crickich round out your top ten with a tie there for tenth position. So that's where we stand points-wise as we go into a stretch of races where, you know, we're all talking about this. We talked about it well before the season finally got underway. We're, you know, tracks, promoters, we're all going to be walking on each other this year because of the shortened schedule. And it looks like we're walking on ourselves here at PPMS because we have what's effectively four what we would call special shows in a row. Normally these things are spread out way over, you know, several months of the season. The Laboon Memorial, for instance, is on the 15th of August. That's usually the last Saturday in May or the first Saturday in June. So we get shoved all the way to the middle of August because of the big delay. So coming up on the 8th, which is uh, this coming Saturday, it's the George Steel City Memorial Classic for uh, the Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series. Big call out to Cletus, Brandon Lockwich, for putting this thing together. Um, we've moved the dollar hot dog night that we had to, to cancel on uh, so this past Saturday. So that's part of the deal, too. So dollar hot dogs, a whole bunch of late model racing. It's also Mary's Clothesline back-to-school backpack giveaway, free backpacks for 12 and under kids while supplies last. So that's this Saturday. And then the 15th, I already mentioned, the big one for the Penn Ohio Series. And I guess uh, money-wise, it might be the only big one for this year. I know that Sharon tries to have that 10000 to win for the Penn Ohio every year that they started last year, but who knows what their future is. So I, I still contend that uh, regardless of what the money uh, amount is, Don, uh, the Penn Ohio series, when you win at Pittsburgh and your check says Ed Laboon Memorial, I still contend that thanks to Vince and his team, that is the premier race on the Penn Ohio series. And when you're holding that big cardboard check that says Ed Laboon Memorial, I think the, the notoriety of that outweighs the, uh, the number on the paycheck. So, um, August 22nd, we go to Falcone's Automotive 410 Wing Sprint Series, the only wing sprint car show we're going to have this year, again, because of the shortened season. And we wrap up uh, August with the Red Miley Rumble. We're looking at twin features uh, for the Rush Dirt Late Models. Not sure how we're going to handle the twin features. We might do an invert. Uh, you know, that's still four weeks away, so uh, we'll see how that goes for that. It's not a tour event, so it's not sanctioned by anybody but us. But it's a big, you know, of course, in memory of, uh, of Red Miley, of, of Miley Motorsports. And can't believe, I think it's the 12th, maybe it's maybe the 14th Red Miley Memorial or Red Miley Rumble. And um, it's, that's, boy, it's a long time to be without Red. But uh, so, it, you know, a lot of his events all shoved together coming up. And that's kind of just how this season's shaken up, Don. You know what I like, uh, Jim, with this squeeze together schedule? If you're a short track dirt racing fan, you can at some point in time at Pittsburgh you can see anything that you like because they're all going to be there. Well, that's very true. Um, you know, if you're a fan of the Rush Dirt Late Models, obviously you got the Jook. Um, I, big. I mean, you have to give a ton of credit to Sean and Dina Hooks for what they've done with the Penn Ohio Series. Uh, you know, not only have they 
put together a series that, I mean, other people have tried to do this. I told somebody the other night at Lernerville, I, I got to visit with Jason Fosnott a couple of minutes. And I don't know who I wound up talking to about it. And I said, actually, it was you. Uh, Jason Fosnott and, and uh, Chris Schneider, very good friends, grew up together, went to school together. They sat down and met with me about 18 years ago wanting to put a series together to try to unify all the, the track rules for that division, what we now call the Pro Stocks. And, Don, you know as good as anyone else, you try to get track promoters to come in, in together and agree on anything. You know, they're going to argue about what time it is on the clock. So, uh, but Sean Hooks was able to do it with the Penn, Ohio series, the unified rules, and I'm telling you, this this thing has become really, really special for the pro stock guys. I, I think you'd agree. A great report, a great schedule, and and I want to thank you again for your help on Nostalgia Night and wish you a good evening. Yes, sir. See you next week. This portion of today's program was brought to you by Number One Cochrane Automotive. Mark your calendar for the third annual Motor Mountain Masters Weekend, featuring a 150-lap late-model crown jewel event, paying $10,000 to win on Saturday, August 8th at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Friday, August 7th is practice night, then one of the most anticipated asphalt races in America at the Jennerstown Speedway. Saturday, August 8th, the Masters. Every Saturday at 6 p.m., Jennerstown Speedway presents five division racing. See the Martellas Pharmacies Late Models, Stoystown Auto Wreckers Modifieds, Ron's Collision Center Street Stocks, Farmers Union Co-op Chargers, and the Somerset Trust Company Fast and Furious Four Cylinders. All five divisions in action on the paved half mile every Saturday night. Gates open at 4 p.m., racing at 6 p.m. For a complete listing of events, including dates of the monthly Enduro Series, visit Jennerstown.org. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724 724- 352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724 
443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. We're at Hummingbird Speedway and we're going to talk to Jake Balasek, the driver of this beautiful number 121. I'm curious, I might have an idea how you did this, but how did you get the number? Well, uh, my pap ran 11 and V2, so I split the 11, dropped the V and put the 2 in the middle. A little bit about the car, other than the fact that it's just gorgeous. Uh, did you buy it or build it? What's what's the history of this car? Well, uh, Rob Moore and my dad built it in our garage for him. And um, he had some trouble with it and didn't want the car anymore. So my dad bought it as a 16th birthday present for me. And um, it's been a long road. I mean, we had to try to figure out a way to get it hand-controlled for me with cerebral palsy and all that stuff. But uh, we finally got it here tonight, so we'll see how it goes. This is the first night out for it? Yes. Yeah. When you were growing up, your family's been in racing for as long as I can remember. Uh, I said, uh, Grandpa, I worked with him down at DLK. Actually, I had a deal with them that uh, they sponsored me. No money was involved, but I could run the, I could work on anything in a machine shop except the crankshaft grinder, which saved me a lot of trouble. Now, let's talk about the specifics on the car. Uh, what kind of motor and who put it together? Well, uh, Ingram did all the machine work in Catanning, and now my pap Jim actually put it together for us. Now, do you, is this going to be your regular track, or do you plan to uh, travel around? What's the schedule look like? Uh, right now, this track is probably going to be the only one we run at right now. Uh, they were really great in helping me get a lot of practice time here for uh, little or no charge. And uh, they really wanted me to follow my dream, so I'd really like to stay here and support them as much as I can. You have a huge sponsor. Let's talk about it and how that deal came together. Well, uh, my dad's worked for Number One Cochran for 20-plus years, and uh, we were here practicing one day, and we posted photos and videos, and uh, Chuck Swear, who was the head of Cochran Cadillac, uh, told my dad, uh, whatever it takes, we need to get on this car. Chuck's a good man. I uh, told you before we started in 2010, he sold me my uh, Canyon and uh, had it for 10, 12 years, finally got a, a new truck at Cochran. But I didn't realize that when I first met him, he was just a salesman. Now he's the main man there at Cadillac. Yeah, yeah, he's worked his way up. He's a very nice man. Uh, he unfortunately can't be here tonight, but I hope he gets up here sometime this year. Well, he's going to hear this interview for sure. Now, First night out, new car, a lot of things going on. Uh, what would you consider a successful evening for you? Uh, complete all the laps and load it up in the trailer at the end of the night with little to no damage. Now, you mentioned the hand controls because obviously uh, the uh, your situation with the uh, cerebral palsy is tough. Now, who put the controls in and... Uh, how difficult is it to, to make? I mean, it's tough enough uh, without them, but how difficult is it with them? 
Well, uh, Dave Klein Motorsports in Marion Center. I'll put the controls in. I got the idea from a man in Alabama. His name was Mark Dowdy. He drove a late model and was paralyzed from the waist down. I messaged him. He gave me just the basics. Uh, Dave, Dave and Nate Smith built them. Uh, Bob Lipinski and my dad fine-tuned, and we've just been working on it ever since. It's little things, you know. We had to mess with the braking because the brakes weren't good enough with the hand control so we had to put a hydro boost on it from a diesel truck and now it stops pretty darn good so we'll see how it goes tonight we're talking to jake valisak the driver of the 121 probably the prettiest car here at the track uh hopefully the guys will leave it that way Definitely at the end that way. <laughs> any uh, anyone you'd like to thank uh obviously chuck swear number one cochran uh my dad uh, mom, family, uh, Dave Klein Motorsports, Animal Graphics, he made this car as beautiful as it is, uh, Wayne Truett, Truett Farms, uh, Suzanne Stuyvesant, uh, Scaife's American Racer Tires, uh, I mean, it, it, it takes a village, as they say, and, and I know I'm going to forget some people, and I apologize for that, but know that I'm thankful for everything. Well, I want to thank you for talking to me, and I wish you good luck tonight and for, for the all the way throughout the season. Thank you. I hope I put on a decent show tonight. We'll see. Mark your calendar for the third annual Motor Mountain Masters Weekend, featuring a 150-lap late-model crown jewel event, paying $10,000 to win on Saturday, August 8th at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Friday, August 7th is practice night, then one of the most anticipated asphalt races in America at the Jennerstown Speedway. Saturday, August 8th, the Masters. Adrenaline, cover to cover, three great magazines have become one excellent monthly racing publication, Dirt Monthly Magazine. You'll get more features, more pictures, and more short track racing action in a new, massive, more than 150-page Dirt Monthly Magazine. Combining the best of Dirt Late Model, Dirt Modified, and Flat Out magazines to create a bigger and better full-color monthly magazine with exclusive sections for each type of dirt track racing into this one monthly publication. Dirt Monthly will also include a special Street Stock and Weekend Warrior section. Dirt Monthly is all things dirt track racing. Exclusive features, loads of full-color photos, driver interviews, tech articles, and big event recaps, all in the one more than 150-page full-color magazine. For more information, contact 3Wide Media at 888-806-4611 or 3WideMedia.com. The Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway schedule is jam-packed again for the 2020 season. Every Saturday night through October, you can enjoy five big divisions of racing action and so much more. Each action event features the Deal Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, the PPMS Pro Socks, the Keystone Coachworks Hobby Socks, the Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Add to that special appearances by the Rush Sportsman Modifieds, the Rush Wingless Sprints, the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, and the 410 Wing Sprints. The 2020 season wraps up on October 2nd and 3rd with the 32nd annual Pittsburgher 100 featuring the stars and cars of the Lucas Oil Late Model Series. Gates open every Saturday at 5 p.m. with hot laps at 6 and green flag racing at 7. General admission just $15 for adults. Keep up to date with everything happening at Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway by following us on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway 
on Facebook. It's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. And as always, find all the information about PPMS at ppms.com. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. We're talking to Cal Lucon. Cal, I would normally say it, you're the driver of the 184. That's partially correct. But this year, you're, you got a full schedule. We're here at uh, Lernerville Speedway as part of a, a, a rush uh, uh, extravaganza. You, you run your crate car mostly at, at Tyler County. And then this year you've hopped in to a, we'll say, a, a full-blown E-Mod, uh, not, not a crate E-Mod. And then for some reason, just to torture yourself anymore, you jumped into a Mini 6. Yeah, um, last year we mainly ran the uh, Rush touring schedule and uh, finished second to Jeremy Wonderling. Uh, it's, it, towards the end of the year, Mark Robinson out of Wheeling, West Virginia, approached me and asked if I'd like to run his car. He, his driver was out of town and... Uh, we ran, well, we only ran the heat race that night and it rained out for the feature. We were supposed to start on a pole. But he uh, asked me to dinner one night and talk some things over, asked what we'd like to do for a schedule for this year if I'd be interested in driving for him. And I told him, obviously, my car was going to be the number one priority. We were planning on running the Rush Tour again. But uh, uh, with all the COVID stuff and everything, those plans kind of fell through. But then out at PRI, I was talking to Mike and Levi Spinaweber and and just hung out with them a bunch that weekend and talked about me maybe driving. And honestly, I thought they were kidding around. But I uh, talked to Levi and Mike some more over the winter, and they, they told me that Levi's brother Shane wasn't going to be able to run his car very much this year because of work and everything. And they asked if I'd be interested in running the 14 car uh, any chance I got. So without uh, co- coronavirus, COVID, whatever you want to refer to it as, we had over 70 separate events scheduled this year. And that wasn't counting double duty nights with either the crate and the modified or wherever we'd end up, say the Stampede, they have the Super 6 along with the crates. And and even there was talks of if Tyler County and Ohio Valley would have picked up the Super 6 for a couple nights, uh, possibly running all three in a night. And that, that really could have got interesting then. Cal, you've had... By no means are you old, but you're not young. You guys are all like, I was talking to Tommy Beck a couple of weeks ago. He, he's like, said he's like the elder statesman now. But, you know, you and your sister started your career off at Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and you had great success there. But what so many people often wonder from where the shop is, you know, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway is not that far away. And in the last few years, you've elected to run Tyler County. Um, a lot of that was just wanting to get out and do some different things. I mean, starting in 2010, that was the first year after the first five years I raced of getting out on the road a little bit. We toured some places. Um, then we started wanting to hit the fast track tour or uh, weekly points just because, I mean, it was a bigger points thing. And it didn't involve, yes, we traveled every week to get down to Tyler, but it wasn't the five hours to go to New York, five, six, seven hours somewhere in Virginia. Uh, it was somewhere you could go every week, and we would hit up Elkins on Friday nights and just ride over, stay at the track, and get the car ready for Saturday. Um, then, like I said, last year we got out on the road with a rush tour, just something different. But the the biggest thing on leaving home was, I mean, we had won three track championships at Pittsburgh and everything, and, and, and then you just start hearing those things of all one-track wonder. I mean, you hear it about 
a lot of people that don't get out on the road much for whatever reason they choose not to and so the first year I went and ran for points out at Tyler I wanted to prove I could win somewhere else and then the year after that we decided to run Elkins and Tyler for points both in the same year just just to show that hey even like we can do this more not so much full-time racing but it wasn't like yeah we can devote everything to one night and get a car ready but if there's two day shows we can't do it so we wanted to prove that we can go race one night at one track go somewhere totally different the next night and still have some success so then this year uh with all three cars i mean it's just it's a different challenge uh getting in getting in the modified you have 800 horsepower and tiny little tires it always remi reminds me of days of thunder with uh now the car weighs twice as much and the tires half as wide and it's not quite that different but I mean, it's, it's, it's a different sensation, a different feeling. Uh, there's no spoilers on those cars down in that region. So uh, downforce is definitely not your friend. Um, and then the Super 6 cars, those, those are a total different animal in themselves. I mean, you run them without power steering, but they're a blast to run. I've only run it two weeks now. But uh, you drive it more similar to a crate car. You want the car pointed a little straighter but it definitely has a higher power to weight ratio than a crate car because they only make about 25 less horsepower but they weigh 700 pounds less so to me it's just uh it's fun to have that challenge of something different every night and just get out on the road a little bit see some different race tracks and different competition and just see how you stack up against everybody else and you talked about you know going out on the road you could probably put tyler and elkins inside of pennsylvania motor speedway so you know you've had success there but you know last year the times that you came back home you had a, a success in three races there that all all-star races big big pays that once in a lifetime opportunity cal oh yeah definitely uh last year we did come back for a few years like i said we were running the fast track deal and weren't able to show up for the joke race that uh brandon lockwich puts together for us along with the Miley's and Vicky and Mike but uh it was great last year running the rush tour to be able to come home for those races and it's it's always nice to come home you see a lot of people that that don't get to travel to those other places you go to so to be able to win those it was a big deal and then honestly last week I I wish we'd have been able to go to Pittsburgh for that race it just made more sense uh financially with uh Pittsburgh's a little harder on equipment and everything because it is so big so we'd have spent more money to be able to race the same and tyler had a 1500 to win race so it really come down to it it was about even and the way our year's been going down at tyler we've been really fast every night we've uh finished in the top two every night we have finished and the two nights we didn't finish we uh were leading and then the other one we were passing for the lead when we got took out by a lap car so uh it just to me it made more sense last week to go back down to tyler but I'm really looking forward to the joke race and a Pittsburgher at Pittsburgh to see where we stack up this year, too. Cal, you know, we, you talk about the traveling, and, and, and I've talked to Max Blair about this because he's, even though we, we predominantly think of him as a super late model driver, he, he's still just very, one of the, if he's not the guy to beat, one of the toughest guys to beat in the area. And he still talks about, again, the, it's a little bit better, but with tires and shocks, these different series, for some reason, I mean, I guess for you guys, it would make it a lot easier if everything, maybe other than maybe a tire combination or right rear would be similar because, to, you know, to go run rush and then go to run fast track, they're, yeah, they're similar, but yet they're different. 
Absolutely. Uh, that's like even tonight we're going to run with the Rush series. So we have different uh, shock and spring packages with... Uh, you're allowed to run bump springs with fast track and if you would like to bolt on the extra weight you can run stacks whereas up here everything's uh, straight spring with regular bump stops instead of a bump spring a uh, little bit different weight uh, so you always got to remember where you're going oh do we need to weigh 23.75 or do we need to weigh 23.50 it's easy to get yourself confused sometimes and it, it'd really be nice if they could work on a tire deal just something to work together almost like Vince Laboon does for his dad's race for the sportsman down at Pittsburgh. Uh, I mean, I know that can be harder on the tech guys, but they have like six different rules packages to allow anybody to come in. I know some of the guys that we race with down at Tyler, they'd love to come to the Pittsburgher and whatnot, but they can't justify having a motor resealed or having to buy a set of tires or a drum of fuel just to come run one race. Whereas if they could work on something and say, okay, well, instead of being 23.50 this week you can weigh 24.25 run your other fuel and shock and spring package and and just try to figure out where where a pretty even place is to get everybody on the same playing field without costing people extra money i mean that's a big thing with the crates is it's rough when you go somewhere else and have something different everyone's like oh you should come down to this race it's paying x amount of dollars to win and it's like first off we haven't been there so you can't just assume you're going to go in and run well so you have to look at the payback through the field, and and then you start looking at, well, I'm going to spend a minimum of X amount of dollars to be able to go race there. Now, if I don't, say, finish in the top three, I'm already losing big time as opposed to, yeah, it pays less to win around home, but at least you know what you got yourself into. You already have the equipment, you have the tires, the fuel, and all that, and, and it just makes it difficult sometimes to get out on the road. So if you're going to go somewhere, say even Winter Nationals or whatever, you really have to commit to it so you can plan for it. Because obviously most of us crate guys, I mean, we, we're not doing this for a living. So, I mean, the late model guys, it's a little different for them. They can, they can probably plan for that a little better. But most of us are 9 to 5 guys. So, I mean, it's, it's not as easy to take off to run somewhere a week and a half on a different rules package to justify being able to do it. So... If, they, if all the series could work together a little bit more, that'd be great. But for now, we try to make do with what we have. Listeners, we're talking with Kyle Lucon, and what we're going to do is we're going to take a commercial break, and we'll be back shortly. This portion of today's program is brought to you by Number One Cochrane Automotive. Racers, race fans, or campers, are you looking for power on demand and excellent service? Then see our friends at Alternative Power Sources. Alternative Power Sources offers a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects from sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania, has proudly served homeowners and businesses in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia since 1995. Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include Blue Star, Noller, Asco, Yamaha, Powertech, and Southeast Power Products. The sales force at Alternative Power Sources has over 60 years' experience in the generator field, providing you with the best resources to design the generator package that meets your needs and specifications and to supply the top-of-the-line specified products. If power on demand and excellent service are important to you, then call Alternative Power Sources at 1-800-894-4455. 
Number One Cochrane Automotive began as a small Pontiac dealership in 1965 and quickly became the number one name in Western Pennsylvania automotive sales and service. Today, Number One Cochrane Automotive ranks among the top private dealer groups in the nation with 22 new car dealerships with locations in Allegheny Valley, Butler County, Greensburg, Monroeville, North Hills, Robinson, the South Hills, Irwin, and Zelenopoul. Number One Cochrane can serve the transportation needs of Western Pennsylvania customers unlike any other retailer. The acquisition of Chevrolet, Toyota, and Nissan boosts Number One Cochrane's new vehicle operations to 22 dealerships, representing a great selection of domestic and imported brands. Their mission? Treat customers like honored guests while delivering unparalleled value and selection. That was the goal of founder Bob Cochran when he opened the doors more than 50 years ago. And it's still their goal today. For additional information on number one Cochran sales and service, go to Cochran.com. Lernerville Speedway is the action track with racing every Friday night from April to October. Thousands of loyal fans flock to Don Martin's Lernerville Speedway in Sarver, PA. The excitement of watching drivers and their machines compete on a super-fast dirt track is exhilarating and habit-forming. Weekly shows include 410 sprint cars, super late models, big block modifieds, and pro stocks. Special events feature the World of Outlaw Sprints, the Don Martin Memorial Silver Cup, the World of Outlaws Late Model Firecracker 100, Steel City Stampede Modified Tour, Enduros, Kids Bike Races, Demo Derbies, and Bus Races. Make your plans to visit the action track on Friday nights. Gates open at 5 with racing at 7.30. Lernerville Speedway! Listeners, we're back and we're with Kyle Lucon. We're here at Lernerville Speedway. We're in the Toter home in a nice air condition here on a hot day. Kyle, just to wrap some things up, you're in the 184 tonight. I think you're going to be in the 20 or the whatever the 14 tomorrow. Then next week, maybe the 21R and 184. And I don't know. I, I, you know, we joke and we're sitting here laughing about this. Everybody I interview, whether you're on a national tour or you're a local racer, a local racer, maybe right now, and even in Allegheny County, I mean, I mean, poor Matt Miley at Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, you don't know if you're racing from, you know, week to week in Allegheny County, but uh, let's just, uh, you know, mention your crew. I know your dad's a big part of that, and the guys that help you, and the sponsors on the 184. Uh, main crew is just my dad. Uh, me and him, we ride up and down the road everywhere we go together. So uh, without him, none of it would be possible. And with the Super 6 ride, I realize more and more how much I underappreciate everything he does for me. Just uh, because I've been doing that more on my own and getting a trailer ready and whatnot. And just all the little things that he does to be able to get me to be able to go racing. It's just, I, I couldn't ask for anybody better uh, than Billy Kessler and uh, Tony White. They... Uh, Anytime we need help, Tony's wife will come out and help. She went to, with me to, with yeah, the Super 6 car. Lately. Yeah, Mia's been helping me with the Super 6 car because she's really intrigued by them. Because, I mean, like I said, those cars are a blast. I, I really think they could have a future just because 
the price tag is so much less and it's the same racing experience it's just a little bit smaller car and ever since they switched to the v6s it just people are more familiar with them as opposed to those motorcycle engines and just nobody knew how to work on one how to tune it nothing so uh but billy kessler i mean his guys will come over Corey and jimmy they they help out with anything we need whenever we're running rush stuff um then mark robinson and his son justin they put that 21r modified together for me they they took a big chance because i they weren't actually too familiar with me and i didn't really know too much about them i knew the car but didn't didn't really have any inter interactions with them so for them to take a chance on me that was great what uh, type of chassis is that kyle that's an outlaw chassis it's actually the car that was built for eddie carrier that was out at pri last year so whenever i got home they took the sides off put our sides on it and uh that was the 28 i think uh i think they actually had the one on oh, it right. out at the show but but yeah they just peeled their sides off put some new sheet metal on and uh sent us on our way so for them to take a chance on me i mean they they dumped a lot of money into their program to be able to get us race winning cars and and we won one race so far with them uh it's the first race i ever won in a modified so uh, we're looking for a little bit more success and consistency here in the second half of the season. Uh, Mike and Levi Spinnenweber, they, they've done a lot for me. Levi and I talk almost daily now. Just uh, I feel like we're very similar drivers, so we can bounce ideas off each other. They help me out with the car, what we need to do. So to be able to uh, go out and win last week on the first full night of Thunder Mountain, that, that was really exciting for me. Uh, I had never won at Thunder Mountain. Actually, I had never even seen Thunder Mountain before we ran a heat race there two weeks ago. So uh, they're just they're helping me get out and see some more race tracks. And I was talking to my dad about it the other day. I wrote, sat down and wrote down every track I've been to, and I never would have guessed I've raced at over 40 race tracks so far. Like it seems like I haven't gone too many places. And I know obviously the national guys they've been to probably hundreds, but I mean Dustin Jarrett I think's up to 260 something or whatever. But but I just never would have guessed I'd actually been to that many racetracks. So uh, everywhere we can go and learn something new and try to apply it back to the other two cars, whichever car we're in, I feel like it makes me a better driver, better with my setups. And, and it's just really nice to get out, see new people, meet new fans, whatever it is. And just in the last couple of years, we've, we've tried having a lot more fun. I mean, it was always serious, but now, now we focus as much on the fun as we do the results. Obviously, it's you and your dad with your car and the setup and everything. You know, with the you know the twenty one R, the modified, and then in the the Super Six, is that something? You probably don't get it as an opportunity too often. It's just to bring the suit and helmet. Uh, pretty much with the twenty one R, that's how it is. They have their program together. They they field a very competitive car. Uh, I suggest some things every once in a while. Things I know we do with our with the late model chassis and everything, but. But everything's not one-to-one -one with a modified so they're like nope that doesn't work we've tried it forget about it get it out of your head so now uh i mean i pretty much let them do their thing and just tell them what the car needs uh the super six car mike let me take home and i get to work on it and it's like i said they're they're almost exactly the same as the late models and crates they it's just like three quarters yeah it's just literally three quarters i mean even a setup wise like all the smash numbers and everything for spring smashing i mean it's pretty much just 75 80 percent of what we do with our cars so it, it makes it really simple to be able to apply it to that and then the biggest thing is just the difference with the power and 
and what you need to do with a car because you can't go slinging it in there with the short wheelbase and the narrower stance or or it could probably end up like a sprint car or something and get upside down real quick. Kyle, if people want to follow you, obviously there's all forms of social media. Where would be the best to reach out to Kyle Lucon? Our main thing is uh, Facebook at Lucon Racing. We also have an Instagram page and a Twitter feed, but we're not as big into it. Um, all our live races and everything gets shown on the Facebook page. As long as someone's there that we can have uh, pick up a phone for us and and shoot it for us but uh we're trying to get a little better with the the twitter and instagram and looking into pr people for next year uh this year we had something set up with john mcconnell but then kind of fell through with the COVID and everything we didn't really want to commit to something and and so next year hopefully we can get something rolling with whether it's john or the mafia or whatever just just so we can try and grow our name and brand and and try and maybe find someone that would like to come on and sponsor like more of a full-time maybe late model ride or whatever it is just uh that's where i'd like to be one day but for us right now it just it, it isn't in the books so uh that's that's one of the reasons i took the two rides with mark and the spinner webbers is just to try and get my name out there more experience different things experience different tracks and hopefully it can grow from there. And if not, I've met a ton of new friends this year just from dealing with them. Well, Kyle, you've had a successful year so far in this crazy uh, pandemic year. And we'll just try to, myself and Don from Gamble from Rapid on Racing, we'll follow you on the Facebook page. And we'll see you at some track somewhere in one of the three vehicles. Thank you very much. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinner Bell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724 724- 352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. This portion of today's program was brought to you by Number One Cochrane Automotive. We're up at the Lernerville Speedway, and we're going to take a minute and talk to Jake Dietz. Three years he's been driving under the uh, guidance of his brother. Uh, nice car here, number 35. I always ask the guys, how do you pick your number? Uh, 35 was actually uh, my dad's high school football number, and uh, my dad passed away when I was about 13 years old, so it's one of those numbers that six is close to the heart. So when I first started racing, my brother was actually 35, so I chose 35B because my dad was for, went by Brian, so that's where the B comes from. I like the number. A little bit about the car. I understand you purchased the car from someone else, but then uh, you and uh, your brother went all through it and updated it. Yeah, uh, about a year. Before the start of season last year, we did a complete front clip and rear clip to this car just to update it, make it a little lighter, and like the newer cars that are out there today. What do you like best about racing a stock car? Um, the hopes of beating my brother soon. 
but that's that's the only hope I really got in this. I want to beat him just so I can say I did it. Well, that's, uh, the way he's running, that's going to be a high holy claim. But no matter who I talk to, Bob Waring Sr., Bob Waring Jr., they always raced harder when it, when a family member was running with them in a race. Yeah, it's true. I've, I've, I've been able to be side-by-side side with him a few times in a heat race and a feature a few times, but he always seems to pull away from me at tort sometime. So. Well, don't feel bad. He's pulling away from a lot of guys. Now, let's talk a little bit about your crew. In addition, your brother, who else helps you? Uh, Todd helps. He helps on all the cars. Uh, Mikey's new this year, so he's learning still. Uh, Jeremy, Nathan, um, Andy. Tim comes down to the garage and helps. That's, uh, I don't think I'm forgetting anybody. So, Todd's been around so long, I can remember when he was a toddler. Yeah, his mom and I are friends from way back, and he's been in, I guess he's been in racing all his life. A uh, little bit about your sponsors here. I see some nice names on the car. Yeah, Tomo Meat Market, he's been helping my brother for a lo- for the longest time. And when I started racing, Tim was nice enough to come on, come aboard on my racing career, too. And then uh, new uh, the new sponsor this year is uh, Saxonburg Heritage Wine Cellars off of Main Street in Saxonburg. Um, and then I uh, got D&D Rodfather Fishing Charters up in Erie. Well, Jake Dietz, I want to thank you for being with us and wish you good luck here. And I'd like to be here the night you beat your brother. Thank you. No one covers motorsports like Rapid on Racing. For nearly 40 years, Rapid on Racing has provided the best in motorsports information with knowledgeable and veteran reporters who cover all forms of racing. Weekly reports include local dirt and asphalt racing from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, plus the All-Star, Lucas Oil Late Models, NASCAR, Rush, and the World of Outlaws. Listeners get the latest breaking motorsports news. The show features special guests, local track reports, driver interviews. The host of Rapid on Racing is Don Gamble, a former driver and track promoter, Rapid on Racing. Mark your calendar for the third annual Motor Mountain Masters Weekend, featuring a 150-lap late-model crown jewel event, paying $10,000 to win on Saturday, August 8th at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Friday, August 7th is practice night, then one of the most anticipated asphalt races in America at the Jennerstown Speedway. Saturday, August 8th, the Masters. As always, I'd like to thank our marketing partners, Alternative Power Sources, Number One Cochran Automotive, Dirt Monthly Magazine, Jennerstown Speedway, along with Lernerville Speedway, Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, RPS Financial Solutions, Speedway Directory, and Toma Meat Market. And we want to thank our reporters. I'll start with my co-host, Dave Oliveri, also Lenny Baticki, Howie Bayless, Bill Korch, Mike Lisikowski, and Jim Zufall. And special thanks to our senior engineers and our technical advisors, Bill Korch, Ted Lusick, Aaron Zufall, and Gary Scott, along with Bob Miller, our multimedia data collection facilitator. Presented Rapid on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the eastern United States. Have a great week.
And be sure to tune in next Monday for another installment of Rappin' on Racing. Stand on it.